there, you're listening to Poldark Fancast, a podcast formerly and hopefully soon to be once again about Poldark. <laughs> I'm Michelle, I live in the States. You can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses and I tweet at Musings. And my name is Rita, I live in England. I Tumblr at Princess of Poldark once in a few years and I tweet <laughs> at Rita Bites. Uh, this is yet another quarantine mini-sode. Uh, we're here every week during the lockdown with a new mini-sized podcast to listen to. And this week we watched A Room with a View, the 1985 British romance film directed by James Ivory, the great, great James Ivory. Um, but before we tell you what we thought, it's time for another Wikipedia corner. Rita, take it away. Okay, so this movie is based on the E.M. Forrester novel of the same Forsters? Forsters? Forsters. Forsters, yeah. It sounds like that beer, uh, but anyway. uh, Forsters? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Of the same, it was uh, published in 1908. It stars Helena Bonham Carter as Lucy and Julian Sands as George and features the great Maggie Smith, Denome Elliott, Daniel Day-Lewis, Judy Dench, and Simon Callow in supporting roles. The story is set in England and Italy, uh, and it's about a young woman named Lucy Honeychurch, the most ridiculous name, in the restrictive and repressed culture of Edwardian England, and her developing love for and a free-spirited young man, George Emerson. <sighs> Uh, the film closely <laughs> follows the novel by use of chapter titles to distinguish thematic segments. Uh, very well used, by the way. They're very funny. Yes, uh, a Room yes. with a View received universal critical acclaim and was a box office success. At the 59th Academy Awards, it was nominated for eight Academy Awards, including Best Picture, and won three Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Art Direction, and Best Costume Design. It also won five BAFTAs and a Golden Globe. In 1999, the British Film Institute replaced, uh, placed A Room with a View 73rd on its list of the top 100 British films of the 20th century. And quite frankly, I need to see what the other 72 were because I would put it higher. Thank you! <laughs> Thank you! Oh, so overall, um, and especially for you, since you hadn't seen the movie, uh, but had read the books, what did you think overall of the movie? I was really, really happy with it. Like, um, Mm -hmm. going in, I'm always a bit skeptical of period dramas from the 80s because they tend to suffer Mm -hmm. from 80s hair syndrome, which is still true of this, (laughs) but uh, it was so fucking close to the book. And I loved wow. all of the um, the place cards they do to be like, lying to George, then yes. lying to... <laughs> and yes. that's, a, that's actually chapter titles from the novel as well. Um, so I, I was brilliant. just like, ah, this is the perfect adaptation, really, because <laughs> it sticks exactly to the novel. <laughs> wow. And you know I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, you know, it's always great when, and I know that that we have a question later on about the adaptation, but, you know, hell, let's just mix them all up. Um, You know, it's always great to see um, a, you know, well done adaptation um, that 
isn't necessarily completely faithful to the books, um, but the way that they do the adaptation um, makes it so that what they've done is enhance the the story uh, overall. And, you know, I love that when that happens, but, you know, I also don't like uh, movies that are absolutely slavish to the original material um, and put every single thing in them. It's wonderful to hear that for this adaptation, they stuck so close to the book, but they were able, the, the, the book was able to be so cleverly brought to screen, um, and not wind up being, you know, like eight hours long. It, you know? Yeah, because I think it definitely depends on the source material. Like, this is a, mm-hmm. such, it's kind of a short book, actually, and it lends itself to, a screenplay for a movie quite easily. I actually struggle to uh-huh. see how this would make a mini series, really, because I think, not to be like critical, mm-hmm. I think there's not enough meat in it to really draw it out that much mm-hmm. longer. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the fact that the see- the scenes are short and sweet, but you get to the point, and it's just much better to really look at what the material requires and to work around that rather than try and stuff everything from the novel novel into a a movie because that doesn't often work but with this it really really does yeah oh that's wonderful to hear um i hadn't seen the movie since it came out in 85 and so yeah so it this was a wonderful um trip back down uh memory lane um and you know I, i remember the movie theater where i saw it and, um, yeah, anyway, um, but, um, I just found it to be an absolute delight, absolute delight. Love this movie. Well, so you watched it, I don't know how many years ago that is now, like almost 30, 35 years ago. Oh my God, <laughs> that seems too long ago for 1980. <laughs> yeah, um, it was a very, very so long time ago. So when you th- think about this movie, what are the, like, iconic moments for you that you remembered um well the scene where you know she first approaches uh george in the field you know and just that beautiful shot of you know george you know standing a little distance away fanning himself with his hat and you see the camera kind of looking almost looking over her shoulder um at him um you know i remember that shot um, of course, the final shot, um, which, you know, as I was thinking about it, it was kind of like, well, okay, you just gave the movie away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Again, it's a very old story. I mean, if we're trying to protect yes, exactly at this point. Uh. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that, that shot and, um, you know, one thing that I remember absolutely loving was... <laughs> Um, Lucy's aunt, (laughs) who just can't help but gossip. (laughs) She just can't help but gossip. Maggie Smith was... Oh, I love She was so good in this. So good in this. Um, and of course, seeing, seeing her perform in this, you know, and then, 
Um, there were some things that she did that reminded me of um, uh, uh, McGonagall <laughs> in in uh, in Harry Potter, and um, also oh my god, you know, down to Bobby. Yeah, just a little bit, um, but yeah, I, it uh, it was so good, and the I mean, just the spectacular scenes out of the window the famous window um, you were like this view better be fucking amazing <laughs> and yeah and you know and it was it was like oh now i see this is definitely a room with a view yeah. um but uh uh yeah the the scene and of course the scene where everybody is skipping around <laughs> the pond uh I, I, honest to God, I'd actually forgotten. <laughs> I'd, I'd forgotten that scene. And until they got there and I was like, oh, I remember this. It was like, wow. See, like, is... as a book reader, I knew that they were going to go swimming and Lucy was going to catch them. But never in my wildest yes. dreams could I have imagined... <laughs> like dicks swinging around the screen for like yes. three or four yes. minutes long i'm like i didn't yes. know that this was gonna be a thing <laughs> yes yes it's like oh sweet lord this is just i can't imagine seeing it like in a cinema <laughs> with like just swinging dicks for minutes in a gigantic screen <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it it was absolutely marvelous. I enjoyed this so much. Um, I wiped out two bo- two bowls of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> See, the problem for me was I watched it um, on Sunday uh-huh. because it was on um, conveniently. I had suggested this movie, having no idea it was going to be on TV here, but it was, and like I feel like the whole of England was watching it because what else are we going to do in lockdown? And uh, (laughs) it was just post Sunday lunch, so there was no popcorn for me. And to be honest, I probably would have choked on it when the nudity happened, because I was just like, I don't know, I don't want to see Mr. Beep naked, no! This isn't going where I wanted. And also just, what a weird turn of events. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. It was was fun. It was so fun. You know what was really strange for me was seeing a younger Maggie Smith and Judi Dench, like, sort of, Mm -hmm. like, middle-aged ladies. Mm -hmm. I'm so used to them being older um even even though like the 90s isn't really that much later i'm like i think the first thing i saw judy dench in was in james bond which is completely different really yeah because you know as a kid like you'll watch the terrible piers brosnan james bond but you won't watch like any what else is she in that i would have watched in the 90s (laughs) as a child Oh, I I have no yeah. idea. So yeah, I have no idea. It's kind of weird. I was uh, I just 
I just love them on screen together. You have such a, a sense of like history with those two as actresses together. They've known each other mm-hmm. for the majority of their lives, really. And they yeah. have great chemistry on screen when they were gossiping. I was just like, oh, I want to be in on that conversation. <laughs> I don't even know who they're talking about, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, what did you think about Daniel Day-Lewis? I was like, okay, my initial reaction was, what? Because uh, <laughs> I just thought that... Cecil's so annoying and obnoxious at first that you're like, why would Lucy, like, why, why, why would Lucy even agree to marry him? Because he doesn't even look particularly attractive. And then mm-hmm. by the end of the movie, by and you sort of grow to really li- like Daniel Day Lewis's Cecil. Mm-hmm. That you're sort of like, oh, okay, I can see how she sort of benignly fell into him exerting some kind of power over her because you know patriarchal society um he was really good but also like scary and i don't know like the way he looks is just so specific and so unattractive to me (laughs) that i was like (laughs) why would anybody pick him why his moustache is insane and his hair and the way he dresses and the way he talks it's just like oh it's infuriating (laughs) i thought you know again hadn't seen it in you know a billion years and have seen daniel day lewis in so many uh films since then um you know in these like incredibly intense you know powerful movies there like will be Lincoln and like in the name of the you know in the name of the father and you know he's he's always been these like really super um super complex uh deep characters and Cecil is is has his own complexities and depth but <laughs> I was just like oh my god he's playing this fuck yeah. <laughs> Do you think he did uh, Um, his method acting thing where he showed up to, like, the supermarket (laughs) dressed like that? I don't know. I would love to find out, though. Um, But, uh, yeah, I I truly enjoyed his performance. And, And just like you said, you know, initially, you know, when you're first seeing him, you're just kind of going, Lucy, come on, girl. You, you, you do better than this. Um, but then, you know, as you move further and further into the film, you really start to develop um, feelings towards this um, young gish. I mean, it's impossible to age him. Exactly. It, but, you know, to, to, to feel for this guy who... Um, personally, I don't think... He had any desire to be in a marital relationship, if you know what I mean, and I think you do, um, with anybody, but Lucy fit the part. Um, well, I think, I think he just wants to collect her, really, like something ornamental to have around. Mm-hmm. But you saw how he reacted to when uh, they first kissed. 
because, you know, Lucy went in for it. <laughs> because that was the, the kiss that she experienced with George. I really see that more as a commentary on British propriety more than, like, anything else, really, I think. Uh, this is, like, the problem I actually have with this novel is that I don't necessarily agree with its opinion about... um the divide between the English society and the Italian society. <laughs> because I just, I don't think that they're really coming into a contact with any people from, like, the top tiers of Italian society. They're comparing themselves to, like, mm -hmm. the guy that drives the wagon. Of course, that's completely yes. different standard of behaviour from their, like, Italian counterparts in the middle class. It's ridiculous. Interesting. That's an interesting point. Just gonna... And when you think but, about uh, it, do they even come into contact with any actual Italians of their station? I don't think so. They just stay in their own little English bubble. <laughs> even the lady that they, um, that whose house they're staying in, they call her Signora, but she's a Cockney London lady. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the most ridiculous thing and everybody they travel with and who they talk to is also English like she meets Cecil on her mm -hmm. travels he's the most English person you'll ever see and there's Judy yes. Dench being like oh well you need to go off into the actual villages and meet Italians and like okay well you don't actually do that either <laughs> none of you are interacting with Italian people regularly other than like as servants you're not getting an actual Italian experience. Well, they're actually, actually, they are getting a, an Italian experience, but not one that they would equate with no. their own, I it's, think. It's, it's such a, a slanted perception, I think. And it's funny that they're like, even when they're back in England, they're like, we love Italian things. And we went to the, and saw some pictures and the National Gallery. And it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> oh gosh well was there anything uh in this that you didn't like um i think the scene where um they're in the piazza and then that guy gets stabbed and then yeah that seems yeah. really weird to watch um there's such a huge mm -hmm. crowd when it's described in the book there's only like a few people and she's quite close to him when he gets stabbed and this is just it's so mm heightened and stylized that i was like this doesn't feel very realistic why is she fainting this is ridiculous why is he throwing the photos away i just had more questions than really i think that scene was weak compared to her, how amazing everything uh -huh. else was uh me no I, like i said i munched through a whole bunch of popcorn and enjoyed the hell out of it um so um <coughs> so you know, there. I I really can't think of anything that I didn't like. Um, you even loved the scene where they were this. naked for. Oh, for oh, for heaven's sake! Delightful. That was that was hilarious. I loved when her, his mum came along and he was like, "Oh, goodness sake, Freddie, put some clothes on." Yes. <laughs> oh God, Freddie cracks me up, and the actor who uh, plays. Freddie is actually one of my favorite character actors. Um, he was in Sherlock and um, absolutely adore him. Please ask him how he got his hair to do that thing where it just 
sticks up like static electricity. <laughs> yeah, his hair was bone I mean, straight. How? Without gel? How did they do that? So straight. Yeah, I I don't know, but I mean, it was like it was stick straight. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Freddy just walks he meets George for the first time and he's like wanna go for a swim yeah exactly it's like okay you've known this guy for like two minutes and you know, it's, it's like, the okay, first thing he says here. though he walks in the bath. room and is like let's go swimming it's like uh exactly it's like uh uh do 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 that's dude? not normal <laughs> Freddy <laughs> <laughs> but George is a free spirit, and he's like, yeah, Freddie sure. maybe loves George a little bit more than Lucy at that point. Yeah, I think so. I think so. He's definitely enamored with him. I mean, him. who wouldn't be? That man is gorge. Uh, oh, Julian Sands. Oh, yes. One of the OG hunka, 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 hunka. Burning love, yeah. Burning love. <laughs> I haven't seen him lately. How is he held up? And off we go to Google. Okay, my initial reaction would be, there's been some hair loss. That's to be expected. Yeah. yeah. You know, if if he hadn't, I would begin to wonder, who did the plugs? But, oh, God, all of the pictures, a lot of the pictures that pop up are from the the time of the movie and Dear Lord in He has that perfect sort of <laughs> what would become the 90s haircut of the, the the curtains. Yeah, yeah. What a beautiful man. What did you think of Helena Bonham Carter? Uh, great, obviously. But I, I think I was just trying to get used to her face being so puffy and young. <laughs> yeah. She looks exactly the same, but I think she had like a little bit of that yeah. useful like baby chubby cheeked thing going on, which which she's yes. now, now yes. lost. And, Very much uh, so. That was just like this is the youngest I've ever seen her, so I was just trying to get used to that. And then at some point there was perms, and then at some points her perm was brushed out, and I was focusing <laughs> on that. Ugh. <laughs> I was so angry during that scene. <laughs> anyway, I know that it's like a scene oh, where oh, Maggie oh, Smith is tearing them apart and we're supposed to be like, no. But I was like, no, you're dry brushing her hair. This is a bad idea. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's like, don't undo the puff. Oh, Leave the, the hair puff is alone. just like, who thought that that was ever flattering on any lady ever? <laughs> oh, the <sighs> Gibson girl thing. That's yeah. got to give you a neck ache. But yeah, um, Helena Bonham Carter's just so gorgeous. So gorgeous. Um, and yeah. they were beautiful together. Just very aesthetically Ugh. pleasing. It was just movie. like, oh, yes, yes. I loved some of her costumes as well. There's like one in particular where she's playing the piano um, in front of all of... Was this at, C- at Cecil's Yeah, house? it's like that yeah. sort of beigey ruffled lace thing everybody else in like mm-hmm. black lace looks like some kind of weird halloween costume but she manages to make it look graceful which is weird because she now dresses like she's in her permanent halloween costume so yes the irony <laughs> of that oh boy it's the the tim burton effect never <clears throat> marry tim burton 
No. Actually, no. were they away. married? Walk away. Were they married? Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know if they were married. I know that they were um, coupled for a long I time. I once read an article that was like they they basically lived like she had her own house and he had a house next door. They like joint. They had like a builder come along and like make a wall, make a passage so that they could go from one house to the other house but they lived like separately and i was like that is the ideal (laughs) i don't want to be seeing you every minute of every day you can have your your little house and i'll have mine (laughs) but obviously it didn't work out for them so maybe it's not the ideal (laughs) oh but yeah she she was so good so good. Okay. So <sighs> Love it. Now, in conclusion, uh, how many stars out of ten would you give the film? Um, I'd give it nine out of ten. Ooh. Uh, we need to keep track yeah. of what we're scoring all these movies because I'm like, oh. <laughs> you're you're always more critical than I yeah. am. Yeah. <laughs> that is the Hufflepuff and the Slytherin. I just. <laughs> Exactly. I just throw. I just throw like, you, did, you tried really hard. Yay! Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> well, um, I would give it eight because I am very angry about them trying to comb her hair out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with the what, puff. Like, why give her a perm Don't and then do the that? Puff. Why? I know. I know. Oh. <laughs> 80s, explain yourself. Not, not, not good. Ugh. But yeah, I I love this film. Um, definitely really happy that we had the chance to watch it again. Or for the first time, if you're me. Why have I put off watching this movie? <laughs> I may want to read the book oh, now. Please do. It's very, very good. It's on Audible. I looked it up. Ooh. I was like, I might listen to it because um, that's always fun. Ooh. Oh, I, that might definitely be something that I would. This is I like a. Do. It's like a really good read because it sort of does the whole social critique thing while still being sort of light and fluffy and a romance. It does the Jane Austen thing we all enjoy. Um, some social critiques can be like really boring and lengthy and Charles Dickens show <laughs> Dickens Dickens it's hard to make that into a verb Dickensian um Dickensian um you can tell he was paid by the word let me tell you this is light and easy <laughs> to read and short <laughs> and it's great and we love Italy so oh, man. read it well, you know, there are there are a ton more um, <clears throat> um, E.M. Forster uh, adaptations that, you know, we could watch uh, as part of our quarantine. I have day. seen how it ends, and I would say not the lightest. No, definitely not. Which one did you see? Did you see the, the one that was done back in the 80s with... Um, um, do they ever do Passage to India? Yeah, they're... Oh, oh yeah. I mean... Yeah, Passage to India, I mean, definitely. If this lasts until the re- end of the year, we could watch the whole thing. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. The entire catalogue... Like Helena Bon Carter was in, like, most... She has her <laughs> little forte, and it's turn of the century. 
Yeah. Oh man, there are tons of room um, with a view in Audible. So I'll have to research and see which one see which one I should get. But uh, oh yeah, we could do it. Let us know what you think. I mean. Somebody uh, suggested that we should watch Howard's End this week, and I was just like, "No, I don't. I don't know that we should watch Howard's End right now. I don't need to add to my depression." <laughs> like we need something uplifting and fun, which I think we may have found. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's it from us um, this week. Uh, we'll be back next week where we will be watching, it's an Irish film called The Abduction Club. I know that sounds rather <laughs> dark and scary, but honestly, um, look it up in um, <clears throat> on the Google machine and uh, you'll see. It, it sounds like it could be quite entertaining. Um, I used to have... Right, the first DVD I ever bought was A Knight's Tale, and um, the trailer for The Adoption Club used to come on um, whenever I watched my one DVD. And uh-huh. so I have seen the trailer for this movie a lot and have never ah. watched the movie. <laughs> oh, a Knight's Tale. God, I love that movie. We should watch A Knight's Tale. That counts as a period drama, right? <laughs> <laughs> Especially the bit where they dance to David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> it's historical yeah, and it... adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> historical adjacent. I love it. I love it. Oh, gosh. Um, well, so, yeah. So, we're watching The Abduction Club. Um, and if you have any other suggestions about what we should be watching next or just want to have a little chat, uh, then please get in contact with us. Uh, you can message us on our blog. Uh, email us at poldarkfancast at gmail.com or you can find us on your social medias at poldarkfancast. And as ever, please do us a favor and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again so much for listening. Uh, Stay safe, everybody. Uh, Stay at home. (laughs) I say that kind of weeping as (laughs) stay-at-home orders here in the States are kind of... Little going off the rails in some places, but anyhow, stay at home, stay safe, um, especially, and um, take care. Bye bye. Bye. A boy went back to Napoli because he missed the scenery, the native dances, and the charming songs. But wait a minute, something's wrong. But take some advice, Paisano. Learn how to mambo. If you're gonna be a square, you ain't gonna go nowhere. Hey, mambo. Mambo Italiano. Hey, hey, mambo. 
Mambo, Italiano, go, go, Joe. Shake it like a Giovanna. Hello, kiss it, did you? You get happy in the pizza when you mambo, Italiano. To go to the school, choose to make it with a beat the bambino. It's like a bean. Kid, you good looking, but you don't know what you're cooking, do you? Hey, mambo, mambo italiano. Hey, hey mambo, mambo italiano. Ho, ho, ho. You mixed up a siciliano. Hey, look, he said, did you get happy in the pizza when you mambo? Hey, 